Hey lovelies, before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the day this episode is being published, Memorial Day. Today is not about sales or barbecues or even ourselves. It's about taking a minute to reflect on and thank those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the country we call home. If you'd like to hear more about what it's like to be an active military family, you can listen to my conversation with Esther Widroff, whose husband is in the Navy, that re-aired last year on this day. I will link it in the show notes on this episode. You can also find it by scrolling back in your podcast feed wherever you're listening to this. You're going to need to go back a full year. Today and every day, we thank those who serve for their service, and I hope you enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I talk with a fitness instructor about wanting to be a trainer who does more. She shares her opinions on the supposed dichotomy between modesty and fitness, the blocks that keep people from achieving their dreams, and how she dealt with some very public failure. The conversation you're about to hear with Liba Yaffe took place a little while back uh, in April time, shortly after she competed in American Ninja Warrior. I give her a lot of credit for coming on and sharing her story with me, especially when it was so new and raw. That was pretty cute. Um, I was this kid who like got away with, kind of got away with murder. Like a troublemaker, but I never got in trouble. Like for some reason. <laughs> yeah, If did you, were you good at like navigating those situations? Yeah, I was, my parents would call me, like, I was very sneaky. <laughs> so, like, I knew how to do things and, like, get, and just really get away with it. So, yeah. The, yeah, that that sounds very fun, too. Um, a lot of people probably know you as the uh, the Spirit Fit Mama, the, you know, the, the, the wonderful powerhouse behind Spirit Fit Life. And I'd love for you to, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, tell them a little bit about what that is uh, and how, how that got started. Okay. So, um... Spirit Fit Life is a program that um, helps women become like the leaders of their lives in all areas, right? Our, our motto is um, strong inside out. So what we, you know, it's about the, you know, the whole self, really building a strong self from the inside out. Fitness, you know, mindset, self-development, you know, really fulfillment, and all, you know, we help, we coach women through all areas of life. So um, you know, I'm the CEO of the company and we, this company is about two years old. And, you know, when I started it, I had no idea of what would be, meaning I couldn't have even dreamed of this. I didn't even know that, and this was possible. Um, it was like, when, you know, as soon as I started it, it, would, it was, there's such a need in the world that it like just filled up so fast. Um, you know, right now we're, I have a team of seven working for me. So that's how fast we, we, we grew because there's just such a need in the world for a program like this and it doesn't exist anywhere. What were you hoping to do when you first started? You know, you said that you never could have imagined it in its current form. What, when, you know, when you first started, what, what was it that you wanted to do? I wanted to like really help women on a deeper level and not just like with fitness. I wanted to like, you know, 
built like really help women in the areas that you know really matter and connect to this you know like you as a trainer you're just helping somebody then they go home and that's it like you're not empowering them you're not you're they're not able to go and then be and then do like be, once you're gone they they don't know what to do right so that, that always bothered me and it was like kind of like I was like drained I would go I had my own gym I was packed I couldn't even get in another person right and I was just oh, looking at the clock the whole time oh my god what is it, right I just was I, I wasn't energized by it and I knew like I know that that there's something more like inside of me that I had to give to the world so it's like I, and I did things like that but not on this level in my life um so I went into thinking like you know like I want to like not work in the evening and not so early in the morning. So I'm, I want to make a little bit more money every single month so I can have more freedom. And, you know, while I'm doing that, I'll help a few people. I am the last person that anyone would ever have said that, like, I would be a businesswoman, right? Or I would, like, run a business, like, and the technical parts of it and sit at a desk because I was never, like, someone who couldn't sit. I didn't go to college, right? I had, like, all these learning things. And, the, right, so it was, you. I never would have even dreamed myself that this that I could do this right when uh, were you always interested in fitness yes um I, I always say it was my drug like as a teenager um it's what kept me uh, off drugs I would say but yeah it kept, it kept me safe because it was something I always cared about it was my like outlet in any area I had as a teenager I had a, like a bike a really good bike that I bought with my own money I had my rollerblades and that's where I got around and went every year like I had no fear and you know that's what that was what that it's like my like the the blood flowing through my veins it's what makes me feel alive and good did you grow up orthodox yeah I grew up um, orthodox and my parents are both um became ortho like have like convert now they they both grew up um secular um so and then they both became religious right before they got married but I have a very like mixed family um religious not Jewish like you know a lot of intermarriage in my um like we're the only Jewish like um link besides one cousin right and I the reason why I asked is because something that you speak about a lot and something that I find that that really speaks to me personally is this connection or this supposed um, conflict some people see between modesty and fitness. Um, and modesty is something that's important to both of us in the way that we run our lives. And, you know, and I obviously approach it on a practical level from the fashion side of things. Um, but you speak a lot about modesty and fitness. And, you know, a lot of people would think, um, and a lot of people see um, working out, uh, particularly for a woman, for a woman, particularly in public spaces, to be immodest um what what would you say to that what do you mean by a lot of people like you're saying in the religious world eh, well however you want to take it either way because right so meaning there's no modesty in, in the fitness world it's like the least modest um like field right like right it's i think I, about I'm, what i mean is that when i when a lot of people think about conventional modesty right they think right. about like they think about someone who's in the background they think about someone who's maybe not necessarily taking care of herself they think about someone who's taking care of everyone else before they're taking care of themselves they think about someone who's more in a supporting role than prioritizing them themselves kind of role and they also see it as, think of someone who is maybe 
mitigating their their physical kind of in favor of a spiritual and so fitness in that essence which is very physical you know which is very um you know, which is very focused on the body uh, and in the self in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of people don't, uh, you know, a lot of people see the, um, the, the inherent conflict between those two and, right. uh, and it's can sometimes be hard to reconcile. Right. Um, so I, I think that that's like a big distortion of what fitness is and what modesty is. Like, I don't, I don't believe, I don't like relate to modesty as like, it means to be quiet and to hide and to like be in the background. Right. Uh, modesty is empowered and powerful and stand up for yourself and and you know go after your dreams like a, a, a modesty doesn't mean to, sh- to not let your light shine at all. you know it's, it's 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 not it's nothing to do with that right um right. so you know you know people are told don't yell on the street don't make too much noise it's not like don't speak at a public table because right like I know like people like I've been at tables where people look at the women who speak out and have something to say as like so inappropriate like what like it's not like something to modesty that's just a distortion so you know i don't it's that's that would not be my definition of modesty and also the the second part that you said is that's opposite meaning our like the way we treat our bodies and fitness right is a very spiritual like it's a spiritual thing meaning you can't be strong physically as like really strong if you're not like strong inside right so it's a very internal journey it's not about like oh how cut are my abs yeah if you really want cut abs let's say then you like it's not easy to to do it you have to have like this strong self right you know you you have to like build something inside of you that makes it matter like there's a reason for that why is only such a small percentage right there's a certain drive inside those people whatever it is so yeah you could you know the, the journey of spirit fit life, right? His, it's completely the opposite. It's like, right? It's the meaning, yes, to, you want to love your body. You want to treat your body with respect because you love your body. Not because, you know, it, it, meaning because it's so much a part of like your spiritual part also. Like we, we, should, we should feel super comfortable in ourselves. We should like, you know, we could want to change our bodies. We could want and, and do it from a place of like, of self-love and not like hatred or you know because we have to show it you know what i'm saying so it's it's just like i guess the way you interpret it right and right yeah no that that makes perfect sense to me it's always i always feel so funny when i ask those kinds of questions because it's not what i believe but i but i want to i want to open the discussion and the only way to ask it is you know is is from that weird that that weird spot um you know this notion that that to achieve really great physical fitness you need to have this really this great mental or spiritual strength uh, is something that I don't think a lot of people think about. Um, What would you say are some of the roadblocks that people face on their, um, you know, uh, on towards achieving that spiritual health that allows them to, um, to get to the physical fitness level that they desire? Right. So I think that there's so much um, like cultural things that we're indoctrinated with, right? So when you hear about like fitness or even nutrition, the first thing that comes to your head is diet, weight loss, right? Punishment, right? Like, oh, like all those types of stuff. So that's the first thing, meaning the way we, the, your mindset of how you think of those things, right? So many women will come to the program, I hate working out. I, I can never change. This is my genetics or anything, right? And I'm, that, you know, those are like, those are, you know, those are either their fears, right? 
or their self, like the way self-talk or limiting beliefs. Those are the things we focus on. Nothing to do with body or food or anything. It's like, where's that coming from? Why is that belief so strong inside of you? So really like going to the core of like, like that of what's holding you back from reaching that. And when you approach it as like, when you, when you change the way you think, right. And, you know, you do things and you really, you know, from the place of a really conscious thought, you're able to push past like barriers of, I only, right. Most people, they do it when they're motivated, right. They exercise when they're motivated, they, you know, and then they lose motivation. We don't care about motivation. Like, right. Meaning like sometimes you'll be motivated. Sometimes you won't, but you know why you're going to do something, right. You can do your exercise not because you have to exercise because you're committed to yourself, right. Because we show up for ourselves and that's what builds like that confidence and it takes the focus completely off the wrong stuff. That's such an interesting notion, this idea of not being motivated. Cause so much of the talk that we hear from, from fitness gurus around that is, you know, you're going to get up at 5am and do the run and, and do, and rah, 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 go, go, go. Um, but yeah, sometimes we have to move when, when we're not motivated and, and this idea of showing up for yourself is, um, really, really a powerful one. That's, that's really great. When you, um, you know, when, when you are, you know, working with clients and, you know, helping them achieve their goals, what are some of the things that, you know, if somebody is having trouble, let's say showing up for themselves or, or, you know, showing up for themselves, despite not having the motivation, what are some things that you would, um, that you would advise someone to do to kind of find that strength to show up for themselves? Right. Um, so we, like our program has a very high level of support and one-on-one and accountability for these reasons, right? No one's on there, like, no one's going to go unnoticed, right? Or the, like their struggle to go unnoticed, right? So we see three days of they're not doing, right? It's like, what's going on, right? Like what right now in your life is holding you back? Really what we would do is sometimes it's, it's just, it's practical. Like there's insp- sudden inspiration is fleeting, right? I'm not going to go and tell them something that's going to be like, that's going to re-inspire them. And they're going to be blown out. It's like, right, we'll get down to like, What's actually going on right now, right? I don't have time. I don't have this. That's not that's going on, right? Like, let me, like, I want to, like, listen to what the person's really experiencing, not what they're saying. Like, my, our coaches are phenomenal. They're top-notch, right? So they know how to hear people. And it's really, uh, and then, like, breaking it down, really breaking it down for people. Right now, this is too much, right? Setting proper expectations, setting proper goals, simple, practical. Put an alarm on your phone right now. It's going to ring 10 minutes before you're supposed to start. When that, that alarm goes off, you go into your room, you shut the door. Every, your, 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 your partner knows that no one's coming in at that time. Like set yourself up for success. Basic, practical things that we don't do. We just assume or we like, I want to, right? But like, if you're only gonna, it's only going to work if you make it happen. You make it a priority, right? So like before Pesach, we made non-negotiables. Right, everyone had three non-negotiables. No matter what, this is what they do. No matter how crazy life gets, this is what I do. The non-negotiable. There's no ne- negotiating this. Yeah, that and that's a that's a really great way to, to frame it. You mentioned diets and and dieting and and all of that. And I know that diet culture is something that you're particularly particularly passionate about. Um, where I think that when people you know, diet and exercise are almost one word together. Um, and, and, and we know that diets don't work and we know that, you know, most of the people who, who go that route of starvation and severe deprivation end up gaining the weight back and weight loss in and of itself as a goal is uh, complicated. And I don't think it's, you know, I'm not a doctor, but don't, um, 
and and in that kind of way, you you really do incorporate that into your messaging around fitness and in, and into how you, um, how and into how you coach your clients. So I'd I'd love for you to to speak a little bit more about that and how you see um, people's relationship with dieting and with food tie into their fitness journeys. Right. Um, so for example, I just like was on today in a call with somebody who um, was on the Octavia diet. Okay, I don't know if you guys know listening, but it's something that I'm very passionately anti. Um, it's 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 just it it boggles my mind why so many intelligent people do things that are so dumb. I'm like, you're smart. Don't like literally read the ingredients. It doesn't even make logical sense. You're going on a starvation diet. Just do it yourself. Don't buy these bars. And it's they're horrible. Like they're horrible for you, right? Women get hormonal issues from it. Mental, like she was traumatized. She was like, um, anything I said to her, she's like, it's triggering me. I'm like, oh my God, right? Like me, she's so traumatized. She gained a hundred pounds after the diet. So it's it's so like it, it lights my fire. It makes me so mad. I'm like, how these people are making billions? It's a pyramid scheme. So you know, the, that's like the and then you know the opposite of what we believe in. Like we like we want to empower women. We want you know women to be able to do what they're doing today. They could do in ten years, right? So if you can't do what if you are eating in a certain way and it's a, you know and you feel like it's this is temporary. This is temporary. Then don't then don't do that. Fine, right? We need to figure a balanced way that will last because it's not about the results today or tomorrow or next month or even in three months. It's about in three years, right? It's about the long term. So. That's how we teach and coach. We go into like the habits, right? What are your behaviors? What are your habits, right? We prep for success. We're into meal planning. Why? Because you like the pre-thought, the, the planning for success, knowing like knowing how to like face a situation and make choices from a conscious place, right? Becoming extremely mindful about like our eating um, so that whatever choices we make, they're mindful choices. Whether we choose to eat the donut or not, it doesn't make a difference. It was a choice. It wasn't an emotional behavior, reaction to stress, or, you know, we didn't feel like a lot of, most of human beings are emotional eaters. So, you know, to really, you know, get to the bottom of that and understand where our like behaviors are coming from. Right. I'm a big fan of emotional eating. Ice cream makes stuff better. It just does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to pivot a little bit and, and talk about something a little bit different. You spoke about, you know, mm-hmm. reaching for long-term goals. Uh, and one of the long-term goals that you were sharing um, about recently was uh, American Ninja Warrior and your, um, and your audition there and your, and your um, desire to compete there. And the, I, first of all, I'm a big fan of the show. And when I saw that you were doing it, I was literally like yelling at my phone, like, yay, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is amazing. Um, and the idea of seeing an Orthodox woman fully dressed in that space was huge. Like to me as a fan of the show and as someone who who is Orthodox and dresses the way that you do, it was it was huge. Um, and and I just want to turn the floor over to you. And I'd love to hear about what the experience preparing for that was um, and what the and 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 how that went for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I'm, it, it was, um, a new sport that I've never done before, meaning like I only started training six months ago. Um, so it, it was definitely like, I remember the first time I walked into the gym, the coach said to me, get ready. It's a very humbling sport. Right. Um, so, you know, it was, it, it is right. It's not, it's not easy. Uh, you know, I, I'm bloody and cuts and 
Um, and, you know, I can definitely say that it's the sport that pushed me the most as a person, like to grow, face my fears, like, like, who am I, right? Like, like, what do I stand for? Like, really? Um, so, you know, you know it was, it, the journey has been very powerful and um, fun. Like, it's so fun. It's like, now I have a passion for life. You know, I'm not stopping. This is something that I'm going to be doing for a long time. Um, and then, you know, I applied to American Ninja Warrior thinking like, yeah, right. Because like, I literally just started doing Ninja um, and people, people apply for years and try to get on the show. Like people's dream. People have been doing Ninja, Ninja for like 10 years and they never got to get on the show and they're so good. So, um, you know, the, the, the drive that, that like, that I wanted to apply is because I wanted to, I wanted to be a firm woman that to show up on that stage and for girls to see and for women to see, like to create enough, you know, a generation of women who like believe that it's possible. And the big thing is that like you can be an athlete and you can be a strong woman and it doesn't not have to compromise on your values. It can go together, right? It's not a compromise on your values. I think a lot of times we're, we're so afraid. So we just like, we don't know how to bridge anything. So we just like, oh, we can't do this. Girls can't do that. As opposed to like, of course you could. Like, that doesn't mean your values are going to get compromised because of that. Like, I was the only woman in a skirt ever to show up there. And like, it made an impression. Everyone was like, wait, what, what, why, you, why do you wear a skirt? Oh, I'm an Orthodox Jewish woman, right? Like, you know how many people, you know, have to tell that to. Uh, I'm their first, besides for all the girls in our community, it's like, you know, this is their first encounter with a religious woman. You know, but for me, it was really like so many women told me, like, I showed your videos to my daughters, my daughters. And I'm like, this is the reason why and why I did this, you know? Yeah, that's that's huge. And and like I said, for me seeing you doing it, I was blown away. I was really and I was I was thinking about the wig the whole time. And I, mm-hmm. I, I when I actually when I told my mother, I was like, by the way, there's there's a firm woman who's going to be on an American Ninja Warrior. And she's like in a shaito. said, yes, mm-hmm. with the wig. I know you're a big fan of the Wonder Wig. I am also yeah. nothing yeah. stays put. I've actually gone skydiving in it. It does not move. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's huge. So what was, you know, and also I feel like it's important to note that the show was filmed on Chalmai Pesach, which I mean, just a quirk of the calendar, I guess. Um, what what was it like? What was it like, you know, being there and and how to what, what's it like behind the scenes on one of those kinds of shows? Right. So it was very like very complicated because we had to all go to Washington for the whole Pesach and make Pesach in a random place. Um, so it was definitely like a very big thing. Like it wasn't simple, you know. Like most people just showed up, you know, they left. Right. It was there was nothing that was simple. They had to accommodate to me because I was supposed to be there a day earlier every every single step of the way so it, it was so cool to be amongst all these ninjas it was like a little world of itself like ninjas are cool people every single one of them have like a story like why are they ninjas right like there's a story of why 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 they do this right there was you know people there was like 70 year olds there it was the coolest thing like that were you know on the show and there was like every type of person and everyone was like had a story of like yeah like me they're all warriors in life so it was really amazing that was my highlight meeting such amazing people right and I know that the lead up um to the actual competing on the course was not uh simple for you right yeah I got I I twisted my ankle like four days before like really bad I couldn't put any weight on it it was like all swollen and then I got 
um, really sick the first night of Pesach. Um, so for 48 hours, I was just growing up and really, really weak. Um, so it was a lot of stress leading up because I was like, I need to make this, I need to make this, like a pressure um, leading up to like just getting and standing there, you know? So, and I was not feeling like all better by the time I, I got up there at all. Uh, right. And then what happens, you know, what, what happens, you know, but when, when you're, um, you know, in, when they're like shooting the promo stuff and all of that, is that just when you're, you know, meeting other ninjas and sharing your story is, was that part of it fun? Oh, that was the funnest part. It was so fun. I don't know if you saw my video of my pro, of me doing like hero shots. I yeah. had so much fun. I was like laughing. It was so fun. Um, you're like spinning on red, like it's basically the day before, like it's a separate, mm. like you have a whole day of doing that and interviews and all this stuff. Um, it's like real TV. Like, look at this and like, you can't see a thing. There's just like white light in your eyes. Like, you know, and, and um, um, there's like cameras on the floor. It's like so cool. Um, and that, that bar, that was really fun. Um, it was just like, everyone was like doing the weirdest stuff. Like nobody cares. I was like dressed up in costumes. I'm like, why did I not wear a sparkly sequin skirt? Like boring. <laughs> like literally there was like the funniest costumes that people were like, just lo- like living it up. It was great. That's- everyone was proud to just be themselves. Like it was cool. It was really cool. Did the, did the fact that everyone was just so proud to be themselves and that, you know, in a lot of way, in a lot of ways also just because it makes for good television, they kind of encourage that individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was, did that make it easier for you to be there, you know, dressed modestly in a skirt and all of that? Yeah, totally. I just felt like I was just like another person who's just doing her thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was not like in a, in a good way. Like it was, it felt, and it was, there was, there wasn't like a, it, there was no judgment vibe. It was like, cool. What do you, what do you stand for? What's your story? Like, why are you here? You know? Right. So that was really, you know, I felt really, I felt really proud to like be there in my like, like modest clothing. And it's not something I, I always feel, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. So you, you have this lead up, you're not feeling great. Your ankle is busted. You're, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of adrenaline going through, um, and, and you're just, you're, you're pumped up and probably super nervous and all of that. Um, you get to the course, what happens next? So, um, when you get on, like, like when you walk up the stage, basically you have to do like a million different stuff. Um, and then your, your family like comes on screen, which is what kind of throw off. What kind of stuff do you need to do? You like walk on and you're, first of all, you say like your last remark, like, what you, your shadow so you have to think of something to say and then they give you like a thing you walk up and um you you know you some people like whatever it is do like dances or like music or whatever they do so i like walked on my hands um so um i walked on my hands and then you like step on this white circle and your family shows up on the screen so like five different four different screens of my family from like all over the world right so it's like now you're in a new a different zone right right like, oh my, my kids are there and they're like and I, I like, I remember thinking like, I need to give this kid attention. Like literally, like I was like, now I was with them. It was, and I was like, so, it like took me so off focus. I'm like, oh, he looks so excited. Like I want to show him that like, I see him. Right? right. And like, it was like, you know, and I'm, I've never been in a situation that like, you re- like, like, you know, like other people, there's a lot of gymnasts there, like professional gymnasts. And they're like, so used to the crowd and the sound and like, 
the same type of sport of like you miss up you mess up this like this much you're out like you can't mess up right there's other sports like you're running you're slow you speed up you get into your zone there's no concept of that here so like you know and in general when i like practice i always like have to do something once and cool like i have to feel it okay got this go right so me doing everything for the first time for me right is also always harder so there's so much like mental and emotional these types of stuff going on so and i wasn't like i did not feel nervous work walking on but like right before, like when i had to take that first step it was like i i like forgot about thinking all the things that i that i was supposed to be thinking like you got this run fast just see the end like i totally forgot it was just like what like this is so awkward i don't I, like i remember feeling like um this is awkward. Like, it didn't feel smooth. It felt awkward. You'll see in the video, like they'll show, they zoom in in my face and you see my husband's like, I saw the fear in your eyes. Like I, like I knew it. Like I saw it in your eyes. It was like, like you didn't, like you, you know, um, and then, um, and then when I was, I basically, because I had that like nervous, like doubt, I, I basically, you have to go really fast in the first part. And especially because I'm so small, I don't have the leg reach. I can't reach unless I'm like running. Some people, like I saw them go slow, they were fine. Uh, but because I like, you know, I'm small, I, ha I had to go really fast and I wasn't going fast enough. So by the last step, um, I, I didn't like, I stepped like half, like towards the end of it. So I couldn't bring my, like it wasn't enough to bring my other foot over. Um, so then, and I didn't, of course I had to do something really weird. I didn't even fall in the water, which like just, that's what happens to everybody. I jumped over the water, all the way over the side. <laughs> so oh. I was like, what? Right? It was like, um, so, and I did like literally what I did, the same thing that I would do when I when practice. And like, I screech whenever I'm like, ah! And I did the same exact thing. Oh my God. It was like, the, like I, I, you know, um, so it was very, is it, very, it's, it was very intense and it was, it was not like, it's meaning it was like, there's so much build up that it was like, same what's like that feeling um and now it's like you know i know i know that like this is literally like just the beginning like right like i was talking to bd Dutch, she was my friend she was like you have no idea what's to come like, this is literally just the beginning like why would you bank everything on this one little thing that you just started like this is like just the beginning of so much opportunity you know and it's true like anybody it's like you look at history like you know how many failures people have and like they look back and like, I'm gonna look back and be like, oh my gosh, remember how I felt then? Whoa, like can you imagine I stopped? Can you imagine I gave up? Can you imagine I didn't believe myself? Can you imagine I didn't see like the prize and like keep believing and keep your head up? Like that's that's what it is, you know? Right. When tell what were you feeling in that exact moment? You know, you 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 trip, you're off the course. What was the first thing that went through your head? Oh, like Matt, like I was so embarrassed like so embarrassed at first it was embarrassment because I felt like um I made such a big deal out of it right so meaning it, it was like you it was like you feel so publicly right so you know really what it is is like everybody knows that a huge athletes uh fall on the course right like huge athletes that are really good will fall on like an easy an easy one even. like something that they could do in their sleep right so you know, um, so it's, it's, it's something that I know, but still it's like, so, right. So I, it's, it's like, I was there publicly and it's like, you feel publicly. Right. So that's what it felt like so intense. Like, 
what was what's the even point who cares if i got here like so you get here and you don't even do anything right and everyone's like it's the, the, the fact that you got here out of hundreds of thousands of people you're the one that got chosen right but still there was like this like that feeling and then i realized it was really myself like why everyone else is gonna like me the same like nobody right this is if anything it's an it's an inspiring story right but it's like me and myself when i close the door at night right and i'm looking at myself i wanted it so bad such for the whole like reason of why you know i you know the whole mission there's me and myself right that that has that strong desire right first of all i always have the desire to like hit the ceiling like, when i do something like there's never never do i want to snowball like, i want to be the best i want to be the biggest i want right so it's um it was like so, like something that i never had the chance as a kid as a teenager that i felt was so lacking like i felt like wasn't was so unfair like i knew that i had all these things when i was a child i so desperately wanted to be on a track team and compete and i was like jealous of all the public school kids because i didn't have any of that right so it was like kind of also like that chance of being in meaning it is still that meaning the chance of being even just yeah by go, going there right? but like doing well and feel like feeling that part of me so that was like that's something like my own journey you know right and and i think that you know what what can't be mitigated is that to a lot of people now you are to millions of people now you are the like you're the skirt fitness lady you know you're right. you're the chick who did it in a skirt first um and that is that's huge um and that representation is really important what you know what do, do you feel any responsibility from that you know because you are in a lot of ways you know you are the from ninja uh responsibility of the modesty part or the or like which either part? you know just just being yeah. that that simple right totally i mean i feel like i don't have a choice like meaning people like meaning with let's say my mission i feel like it's not something that i chose it's like i don't this is a, like it's, you don't have a choice like this is you have a power like right you have to use it like right in what i do every day like this is not something, right? It's like something that comes from within me, which is my soul. Like, this is something I have to give over. And yeah, it is a responsibility. Sometimes I want to just like be myself and nobody knows, right? Like, right? Meaning, you know, just nobody has to know anything. Like, just, right? Like, that's like, you know, like, you know, it's a part of why do I have to, right? But then there's the other side that knows that like, this is, this needs a responsibility. And there's a power in that, and there's so much, you know, that's that there's, and you know, there's going to be each light that you touch is it's huge. So, you know, there's always both sides. Yeah, you um, you know, the something that you mentioned earlier was that you said that there, um, you know, some people would see this as a public failure, but you see it as an inspiring story. What do you think it is about you or about the way that you approach life that allows you to take this, you know, less than ideal situation uh, and view it as something that inspires others and lifts them up as opposed to beating yourself down? Right. So, so, you know, someone said something to me, you know, really made me realize they said, I always wanted to apply, but I always see these big athletes fall and I didn't want to be that person who fell. Right. And like, was, it like was embarrassed, you know, and then I realized like, you know what, what I did was such a vulnerable thing to do. I knew that I wasn't at, that I didn't have, like, I just started training. I knew that these people have been doing this for years, most of them, that they have way more experience than me. So I'm opening myself up to massive, like I knew it going in, right? And that makes me the bravest person. That means that what I did was so brave, right? Because I, I opened myself up 
to to feel pain and hurt, right? And I'm like, wow, like really that is grief. Like that is such a vulnerable thing to do, to speak out, to say things. Like I never was in a, like, you know, that type of public thing. No one gets to go on national TV. I know that I'm gonna most probably be on national TV, falling off and crying because I was crying, right? And I know that's gonna happen, right? And that's vulnerable, right? That's a vulnerable thing. So, you know, you know, so I, I, I mean, I do a lot of self-development things because of what I teach. I, I told my members last night, I gave them a whole workshop and I share with them all my fears and the struggle that I'm having with this. And, and the, what I hear, the feedback is always like, when you share your authentic self, like your struggle personally, and you know, how you over, overcome, that's the most inspiring. Because when you wake up and you do everything well and everything's perfect, you're just somebody that it can never be like, like you're untouchable, but you're just a regular person, right? And it's choosing like these certain things and right and it doesn't have to like they go together meaning i can feel like the strong feeling of like a sadness and also at the same time feel so much pride right like to allow both feelings to coexist together um is important yeah to allow ourselves to just feel whatever is happening is is really really is really really powerful uh do you think you'll go back on the show and continue doing ninja I just went to my class yesterday. I'm going to keep doing Ninja like same as before. And I'm definitely going to be back on the show because I can't give it. Like I'm going to be that comeback story. (laughs) And I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm the, I, I still can't wrap my head around it. As someone who is, so, first of all, who was a big fan of you just from following you and from, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have kind of similar attitudes towards fitness and modesty and, and all those kinds of things in general. So, you know, it's always, it's always fun hanging out in your friendly bubble and, you know, someone who was a big fan of you. And also, am, I am a big fan of the show. I've always watched it. You know, it came out when I was in elementary school and it's, it's just a fun thing to do and when those two worlds collided it really did mean a lot it meant a huge especially because like you said fitness is not a modest space and most of the women who compete there at the very least are sleeveless most are in you know sports bras and shorts which is fine that's their prerogative to do but it doesn't like the the idea of just seeing someone fully dressed in a skirt and a wig and all of that on the course is uh, my brain does not wrap around it and it's I mean it's fantastic and it's happening, but it's, it's, it's very, very, very cool. What is something that you think, you know, not everyone is going to, um, you know, you spend a lot of time working out you spend a lot of time, um, you know, in, in, in the fitness space, it's, it's your job. It's what you do. What is a simple way that you think that, um, everyone can incorporate a little bit more friendly fitness into their day? Um, I would say just like to be, be active in life. Meaning, you know, if you're, let's say, not going to do, you know, you know, let's say specific exercise, meaning like a class or a core work or all these kind of stuff, then just become more, act- find regular ways of life, be more active. So whether it's taking stairs instead of the elevator, right? Walking, like you don't have to get in your car to walk around the corner, right? Like do active things when you have a, a day off on a Sunday, be active, like you know, do things that are active, right? I grew up, everything we did was active. Like, that's the only thing we did. Like, we went on a bike ride, we went on a hike. Like, that was our trip. Like, there was no other, like, what else would you do? Go to a museum? How boring, right? We never went to museums in our life. Um, so, not saying it's not, it's bad to go to museums, but like, everyone says, like, how to raise active kids, you be, you have to be active. Like, you can't, you, like, you be active, do active stuff, 
Um, so as I look at look at your life and say, like, what areas of my life can I add more natural activity? You know. Yeah, I I love that. That's such a great way of looking at it. Thank you so much for coming on today, um, Liba. If somebody wants to learn more about you or Spirit Fit Life, where can they go? Um, so they can find me, like they can go to my Instagram page, um, which is spirit.fit.life. Um, and if you also, if you just like um, probably put my name in a Google, I'll come up like a YouTube channel. I have, they'll come up on Facebook and all my information is there, like my website and everything is in my profile. So, and I highly recommend checking out Liba on Instagram. It's a very, very fun follow. And I, enjoy it very much. Uh, the last thing that I want to ask you, Liba, is what I ask everyone who comes on the show. And that is to you, Liba Yafi, what does it mean to make an impact? Oh, it's, it's, what does it mean to make an impact in the world? I mean, it's, it's what we're here for, right? Like leave the world with an impression and that's, you know, that's what I live. So it's everything. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on today, Liba. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Liba, her links are in the show notes. The Impactful Podcast is a project of Impact Fashion, the modest clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 13 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Riff Gitzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.